everybody. It's Friday night. We have done it again. Another whole week of shows that have gone gone according to plan and then surprisingly changes of plan. I love I'm I'm always open to change of plan when it works out for the best and it usually does. I'm always grateful for that. And I have some of the greatest company on earth in this audience, an audience that grows uh, slowly but steadily. And that is another thing to be grateful for because you don't want anything to come on too fast. You like to be able to just keep your wits about you and don't do anything different. Keep the formula just about the same, but change the stylistic things and I don't know, go where fate may lead you. And we're actually going to talk a little bit about fate tonight. We're going to be taking a very short clip, but a profound clip of the movie Troy. And I want to present it to the audience and see what they think about it. It is it has already um it has already uh, started some really nice conversation on Twitter. And by the way, speaking of Twitter, Twitter, we are back on Twitter streaming live right now. So uh, we have now inter- we have brought Twitter and integrated that back into the fold. It's been a couple of years since we've been on Twitter. A lot of people were watching it there, and then that was taken away. And I won't say why because it will um, it will inspire some doofuses out there to be doofuses. Um, so welcome back to Twitter, Twitter crowd. That's all I have to say on that one. That's very nice. Tonight we got Matt with us. Matt, what's going on, man? Hello, Francis. Hi, how you been? Good. How, how are you? I'm doing all right. It was a nice, uh, nice sunny day today. How was Dude, work? I hated it. Did you hate it because of the sun? I hated it because it's it was work. No one wants to work. Yeah, you, you. I think you're gonna. I can't wait to hear what you say about tonight's um, the the topic I have about Troy. Dusted off an old movie. Well, it's an old movie now. It came out when we were in high school. But um, I want to ask about that. But we have other things to do. Are you happy with uh, Donald Trump's performance this week? He's back. He's back. In 2015-16, Donald Trump is back. <laughs> Did you, you? So you felt excited again? Oh yeah, yeah. When he, when you make crowds laugh like that. As a politician, you make everybody laugh because not everyone was there was for him, right? Uh, I I don't know. I, it seemed like but, they put a couple of sour pusses in the audience, but you know. When you make people laugh like that, that's it. You win. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know why the other guy, the other people are even in the running still. That's uh, I, I'll tell you, just yeah. just from a from a from a pop culture standpoint, that's a that's a lost cause. The primary, I don't. Nobody should even. But to keep, you know, don't waste people's money. Just go home. Yeah, dude, he did awesome. He had answers straight away for everything. No mumbling around. Well, <laughs> anyway, I'm glad. I'm glad that you enjoyed it. I knew. I said Matt must be really enjoying himself with this one. So, so as of now, you're you don't have to kill yourself. It's looking good. <laughs> I waited for how many years? What is it? Two? About two years? Yeah, it's about that. A couple of years. You've been, you've just been trudging along. Hoping, hoping that you didn't have to end it all, but um, but geez, geez, Louise, yeah, we have, well, we have a lot of cool, cool things here tonight. Um, I guess for the weekend, everybody, please go and 
patronize a, our wonderful affiliates on quitefrankly.tv. Also, all throughout the weekend, quitefrankly.tv will be hosting our after hours and weekend roundup programming. Sunday night, I will pick the feature and things like that. It'll be, um, it's a good place to hang out. So hang out there, get into the Gilded chat room. We're about to break 500 members over there. Ever since having our very large Discord just get destroyed after however many years we had it. So uh, a lot of cool things. For tonight, let's get started with some grab bag and then we'll jump into the, uh, I have some mixed media for Matt and I to do. And then and then I, I wanna open up the calls for a, a topic that I think will bring in a bunch of different ideas. It won't be too binary of a of a choice, I don't think. I think there's gonna be a lot of a lot of in between, a lot of in between. First things first. <clears throat> I just brought this up with Jay Dyer on Thursday night. No, no, on uh, Wednesday night. And as soon as the show ended with him on Wednesday night, I had this waiting for me in my inbox. Here's the headline from TNC.News: Quebec. Quebec School District apologizes after teachers cancel Mother's Day and Father's Day. A Quebec school district is apologizing amid outrage over elementary school teachers opting to replace Mother's Day and Father's Day with a more inclusive Parents' Day. You see? It's very coordinated. Now, I don't, I don't think that every, every uh, low-wage earning Quebec school district teacher is coordinating along with everybody else in the corporate world that obviously has been given um, ESG-based marching orders about starting to back people off of being comfortable saying the word mother, father, celebrating otherwise hallmark holidays, Mother's Day, Father's Day. You know, these are things that, they, you know, 10 years ago, everybody was like, ah, well, you know, every day should be Mother's and Father's Day, but it's a Hallmark holiday that has become a little bit of a tradition, whatever. Now they're using those Hallmark holidays to make you uncomfortable even even using the, the uh, those uh, familial terms because we are being pushed into that brave new world t uh, territory of mother, father, family being uh, equated to an obscenity, okay? So this is just a bunch of bottom-feeding mongrel teachers taking a, uh, a hint from those who are farther up the corporate ladder. I don't think these are movers or shakers. They're just very impressionable, dog-like people. You know, they, they just they learn, they're given treats, they want, to, they want to please their masters. That's what we're talking about here. Uh, the Center for Services or School Services, whatever, Respond, a response differs from the school boards in the rest of Canada, many of whom have embraced woke ideology. The controversy began after Radio X host Dominic Morris shared a screenshot of an email sent to parents with a grade two students in Quebec City in which teachers explained that considering the heterogeneity of our students' families this year, we have decided not to celebrate Mother's Day and Father's Day. However, we still want to recognize you, the parents, before the end of the year. <clears throat> to do so, we will celebrate Parents' Day. Uh -huh. Yes. Uh -huh. Because I'm sure that um, that because of all of the... Nobody has any kind of purpose really in life now, up there and anywhere else, that more of the parents and parents and parents are going to be, I'm not, a, I'm not a woman anymore. And therefore... Don't call me a mother 
I'm a father. So it's just, let's just make this parents because the, the children are just as confused as the parents, which is, I mean, you need one for the other. All right, so there you go. That's spreading like wildfire now. Um, here's a little thing I thought you might think is funny. This is from Just the News, John Solomon's place. New York City to vote on a bill that bans weight discrimination. New York City is set to vote on a measure to ban height and weight discrimination in housing, the workplace, and public accommodations. So it wasn't too long ago. (laughs) It wasn't too long ago that uh, Bloomberg, they were at least pretending to care about people's weight by targeting sugary drinks and all that. Now they're just like, how dare you insult our precious, obese, fat whale people. And they don't care. I don't know what that means. I don't either. What does that mean? Like, there no more of the wheelchairs for overweight people in shopping malls? Let's like, see. What is that? Let's see what this video says. Hold on. Like, because it's in... <laughs> Wait. Where's the... Where's the, the audio? <clears throat> where's the stupid audio? Give it to me. All right, well, it's not playing. Yeah, there was way... All I'm saying, this is going to sound really bad, too, when I say it. There was way more skinny people when people used to fat shame people. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, everybody... People are letting... I wouldn't say that that's the only thing. You know, fat... We got rid of fat shaming, and, and therefore people just started letting themselves go. I think people are letting themselves go for a number of reasons. We would be here all night, and, uh, and we would need several days to talk about all the reasons why people psychologically are just becoming, I don't care. G- give me another tub of Briar's ice cream, please. Give me another stick of butter. <laughs> <laughs> Butter's actually not bad. No, it's not. I put butter on everything now. I love it. I love margarine. Can you imagine? Can you imagine being a person who puts margarine on things? I don't even know what it is. I fake butter or something. All I know is that it has like a, it's like yellow, yellow. And I know some good butters. You know, some meadow butter that that changes color. It can become very rich yellow based on country crock, country cock. Yes, (laughs) but you have, but you also, but with the meadow butter. The, the more you get to know your farmers and you buy butter from them, you see that at, throughout the year the butter changes color because of the, the kind of hay that's being consumed yeah. by the cows when the cows pee out the butter. Yeah. Because, you know, cow... That's that's, the, that's something else I learned this year. That the cows pee butter. That butter is actually cow pee. Are you serious, Clark? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I also learned that... Well, we learned this years ago that for guys, pee is stored in the balls. Oh, yeah. Well, that I knew. That I knew. So, we're learning, always learning something on, quite frankly. Yeah, because whenever I, I pee, my balls, like, shrink all the way. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, well, hold on. Oh, now, now I lost my place. Uh, okay, here's another one. Matt, I think you'll like this one. Here's a headline. From NDTV.com, six students, six people hospitalized in school forced to shut down after a student in the U.S. uses fart spray. Oh, shit. Damn. Six students were reportedly hospitalized after suffering severe headaches from the odor. 
and at least eight others were reported feeling ill. What the hell kind of fart spray is this? I don't know, maybe a homemade concoction? High school student in the United States sent six students to the hospital after deploying a fart spray. The officials <laughs> said... Uh, what? The officials said on Friday, <laughs> according to a Facebook post by Caney Creek Fire and Rescue, the student confessed to the foul prank after fire officials and hazardous response teams spent three days investigating reports of the smell of gas at Caney Creek High School in Texas. Due to the hard work of Caney Creek High School staff and Conroe, uh, Conroe ISD police, a student confessed to bringing a highly concentrated prank, stink spray called Hens... Hensgocht. Hensgocht fart spray? It's from Germany. Yeah, that's the best fart spray on the market. Uh, he should have been smart. He should have got the glass one like we used to do, and you just, like, leave it in the middle of the hallway, and someone steps on it. Vagina. Uh, due to the hard work... Oh, they already got that. It, it, so, Hensgocht <clears throat> fart spray. Candy Creek Fire and Rescue is proud to serve and protect all the students and staff... They say, but what happened? According to New York Post, the odor was initially detected earlier this week on Wednesday. That's something that like wears off after five minutes. Yeah, I don't know. These kids just wanted to go home from school. This poor kid thought he was just going to pull him in some prank. He <laughs> the fucking news. Yeah. He's probably like, oh, no. Um, despite, can you imagine that? Like, I just wanted to, I just wanted to, to laugh. You know, maybe we, everybody's like, what's that smell? The fact that kids start having severe headaches. What is this thing? It's like, uh, I don't know. Why admit to it? Like, why say... Well, I mean... Probably you, got caught. Think about the pressure there. I remember during... <laughs> it wasn't my senior year. It was when I was a junior. The seniors ahead of us, it was like senior pranks and all that stuff. And they released... A, they released two chickens. They released two chickens in the hallways, and they were running all around. And they put they put a tag on each chicken. One chicken had the number one on it. One chicken had the number three on it. So when they found oh, one man. and three, everybody's looking for number yeah, two. Yeah. And then number one or number three died. It had a heart attack. And you know, so when it goes that bad, when when a, fan, a plan like that goes that bad, like when all of a sudden you have hospitalized six of your fellow students. <laughs> The pressure to find the person, I mean, they, they, they threatened to take away the senior prom and all that stuff. So obviously oh, wow. people were just like, I got I to gotta admit, I'm like, you get into a, a corner at that point. Um, I still love the story of how some of, the, some of my classmates were like, yo, we got a great idea for senior prank. Listen to this. Like, oh, God. You know, some of them wanted just re to release like fifteen hundred high bounce balls and in, in the and just like oh, whatever things it's like easy. drop it down. It's the, simple. Yeah, they're like, we found a company that you can hire. You know, like dwarf performers, <laughs> and we can just let, like let's just like let loose a couple of midgets and stuff like that. <laughs> and I, what, do you think? Do you remember the, these are human beings? You know, they're going to be <laughs> let able to loose. let them loose like they're a rack, like they're going to be able to tell you who hired you. They're human beings. <laughs> let them loose. Gosh, j just remember we're it's, it, and these are these are these are you know eighteen year olds. <clears throat> so it takes a long time for some people's common sense to kick in. <laughs> a long time. Just let them loose. It will be funny. They're running around screaming. You uh, have to grease them up so no one can catch them. Right. All right. Okay. Um, so I hope this kid is all right. 
He confessed to using this fart, sp a fart spray, a gag toy that creates smell like real poo and fake vomit. Oh. So I guess he got it suspended or something. And here's one last one. One last one for you. This is from Study Finds. Here's the headline, Matt. The rise of the bromance. Young men engaging in close friendships expressing feelings like never before. He's always there to listen. Friendships between young men and more than just are more than just beers and banter. Male friendships are often presented in the media and un, in popular culture as relatively superficial, uh, competitive, and lacking in emotional depth. Absolutely not. It's just not. It's not the case. You you need you need to be very comfortable with people to act gay with them. Yeah. Like like all guys do. <laughs> this is that's that takes trust. Yeah. They're even doing it. I'm pretty sure I heard them. Some of the people on uh, Crowder show starting to say like I'm gay or they're gay. Really? Yeah. Would the people? I think even one of the Hodge twins came out. You know, um, we better. I don't know how to do this. How to tell you? But the, the, it needs to be known that we, we came out first. Yeah, we were gay longer, guys. Y we've been doing this we'll for prove years. It. <laughs> we'll <laughs> don't, prove don't, it. Don't, don't. They don't even know my behind-the-scenes pranks. Like what pranks? You remember the one where I would... <laughs> <laughs> and then the th I would do that, and then the one where I would shoot myself, you go, I'm gay. <laughs> and then you just remember the, like, your last words are, you're gay. I'm gay. The, fa the, the fact that... Okay, well, well we, we're, we're, people need to know now. Matt would do this prank. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's called... <laughs> It's a prank. <laughs> we gotta say it now. <laughs> Maybe a bit. I don't know. Maybe it's a bit. I don't. It's a shtick. Uh, Matt would do this prank, where he would walk up in front. Of, <laughs> he would walk up in front of somebody that's sitting on a couch or something. They're sitting down. He would get in front of them. He would put his hand to his head, his head like he's going to blow his brains out. <laughs> he would commit fake suicide, and he would fall with his head in their laps. <laughs> <laughs> and whoever, whoever didn't stop him was gay. Whoever didn't stop him was gay. <laughs> <laughs> so this is, and to think that like, like if like a new a new person would be hanging out with us like when Steve Miosku was around <laughs> uh if, if, if people would be like Matt you should you 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 haven't tested Steve yet and 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 Steve or anybody would be like what what was he going to do i said don't worry if he does it to you it only means he likes you <laughs> Matt only does it to you if he likes you don't worry about it all right well that's it Oh, I didn't even read the bromance thing. I listen. Here's one thing. Um, it's just friendships. I don't know what the hell they're studying over there, and and men, guys, they need each other now more than ever because the the cards are stacked against us. So um, I I don't know why they have to go make this all weird, calling it bromances and stuff. It's just good good relationships. So. Anyway, let's start this one off. I want to I want to play a little media with Matt that I think he'll like, and then we're going to uh, we're going to open up the phone lines with a special topic taken from the movie Troy. I thought it'd be good for tonight. Had this idea, uh, and we're just gonna whip it on out. So don't go anywhere. We'll be right back in a jiff. 
That was President Donald J. Trump ripping us a new asshole here on CNN's live presidential town hall. Thank you for watching. Have a good night. Have a good night. You let one ant stand up to us, then they all might stand up. Those puny little ants outnumber us a hundred to one. And if they ever figure that out, there goes our way of life. It's not about food. It's about keeping those ants in line. That's why we're going back. Does anybody else want to stay? Let's ride! I gotta say, it's very nice to see this show live on Twitter for however long it lasts. I don't know, but it's a it's a really nice place to be. I missed the Periscope days, Periscope days, and I would this is not exactly Periscope, but it's still it's still great to see. Um, welcome to the show. It's Friday night. It's the twelfth day of May. It's about seven twenty p.m. and we or no seven fifteen ish. And we are off to the races, putting a bow on another hard week of work. So, what do we got here? Matt, I want to do all, before we do anything, Matt, I got a, an email, and this is not the only email like this I've, I've received. I've been receiving, I don't know, I've gotten about a dozen since two weeks ago. People who are curious about what sets the quite Franciscan order apart from the Franklies. I don't know when you do it, but you got to bring in at least five points because people are wondering. Yeah, I, wh- forgot, I forgot about it until I saw that text earlier. I didn't have time to do it. Yeah, you got, you've got you to think about a few because people are really curious as to what, what this new order is, is uh, what sets them apart. Because I know that there's a lot of, there's a lot of people who are looking for a thrill. And because uh, here, here's here's one from Mark Brown. Mark said, "Hi Frank, please ask Matt if he'll consider incorporating an elite special forces team of Franciscans, ex- uh, experts in defending against and neutralizing wild beasts and predators." Have a fantastic weekend, guys. <laughs> if he wants that job, that can be his. Oh, but you you would have to you would have to um, ordain or consecrate that. You'd have to say yes. Okay, you can I'll create. Have to anoint him. Yes, an elite special forces team of just for defending and neutralizing wild beasts. That sounds. That could mean a lot of different things. Speaking of wild beasts, listen to uh, Kamala Harris. Exactly. This was from a couple of, I, I don't know, a day or two ago. I don't know what's going on. And I don't care if it's just a 21-second clip and there, there might be context. No, there's no context for the, the, the body language, for the flailing, the gyrating, 
the voice, the the. I, she looks like there's several substances she's trying to balance out at the same time. Uh, l- listen to this. Everything is in context. My mother used to, she would give us a hard time sometimes and she would say to us, I don't know what's wrong with you young people. You think you just fell out of a coconut tree? <laughs> you exist Ooh. in the context of all in which you live and what came before you. Jeez. You know what I think about when I see this? I think about the Tasmanian, that Tasmanian tiger. You ever see the, the footage? The Faisalim? Yeah, the, the, that fo- the footage of the, the, the last Tasmanian tiger mm-hmm. that was kept in captivity and <laughs> yeah. whatever. I think about that because she is going to be observed from a purely clinical standpoint for centuries to come. To just to prove that, yes, she lived. She Yes, she was one of the last American vice presidents. She's a Tasmanian tiger. It's um, it's really it's just, it's. I wonder what was coursing through her system at that time. Drugs, hard uh, drugs. Who knows? Like medication type drugs that she doesn't need. No, because she's very she's very smart. She's speaking of drugs. <coughs> e. e Jean Carroll. E Jean Carroll. The 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 woman that. Uh, the uh, whack job. Yeah, whack job. Here is a minute and a half of something. I don't know what what kind of a, a documentary or where who took time to film her in her uh, her cabin in the woods or something. But just observe. This would have been exhibit number one if I were in Donald Trump's defense at the trial. This would have been exhibit number one as to what kind of a maniac we are dealing with here. All right, this is. Um, this is what, I'll go, let's just go for it, here you go. I call it the mouse house because some very distinguished uh, mice live here. Uh, Kahneman lives in the kitchen, Tversky lives in the bedroom. This is my shed. And on that side are the books that most influenced me growing up. On the door are the list of my dogs, Marky, Fortuna de la Spunky, Heidi, Tits, Bloody, and Hepburn. In, w- in what? Ruddy and Hepburn. Hep- so, uh, oh, Hepburn. One, of, one of her dogs was named Tits. Now she's going to show you how she was, uh, she started getting called to the rocks in her stream and started painting the rocks in her stream blue. And then from there, she started painting all of the trees on her property blue. The trees probably didn't like that. No. And the rivers were dry. And I, it so horrified me that I came out and started painting the rocks blue That's to indicate that there was once a river here. And then after I got done painting the rocks, I just sort of walked over here and then did that tree and then did that tree and then I did this tree. And then pretty soon I'd done this whole forest. Mm-hmm. She did the whole forest. She did the whole forest. Oh my God! What's the best piece of advice I've ever given? What a horrible question to ask an advice column. Oh my God! Hang on. Eat, drink, and be merry. That's it. I know women like this. I would not be surprised if there was an exceptional, exceptional amount of men that she pushed herself onto. No doubt, this is histrionic, crazy, nymphomaniac behavior. The, the, the intention-seeking, 
who knows how old she is right now. She's wearing that fluorescent pink hooker wig. And this is going on. And then, you know, the other thing there, too, is here is Kanakoa the Great dug up one of her, I guess, Facebook posts from 2012, from April of 2012. Here is E. Jean Carroll. Sorry. <laughs> e. Jean Carroll says, uh, too many good TV shows on Sunday night. My God, what do you watch? Then she comments on her own post, or it's a it's a comment down below, probably to talking to somebody who uh, who commented and said, "I am a massive, all in capitalized capitalized uh, letters there. I am a massive Apprentice fan." Now, I just I, if you were raped by Bob Barker, would you have ever had the capacity? years later to become a massive fan of The Price is Right. <clears throat> I, he wouldn't have to rape me. Just a smile alone. Yeah, with that little, that, with, with, the, with the dandelion uh, microphone. Yeah, and the way he cares about, you know, animals. Oh, yeah, he, he, he always wants all them spayed and neutered. neutered. <clears throat> wants all those balls cut off. But that, that, that's what I'm just talking about here. This is all, this is, this is stuff that is just... These are exhibits that that, that need to be in a, in a yeah, uh, in consideration. This would have been after Donald Trump rape uh, two thousand whatever two thousand twelve. This would have been a couple of decades after she, whatever she thought she didn't know exactly when. So she forgot about it until he he became president. No, not until he became president. Until after he was president and wanted to run again. Yes. Oh. Uh, and they needed well, something to say about it him was during that. the election period yeah. to make it, you know, yeah, we know. It was it was all before and that, so, and I, I'm, I'm sure you saw this too. And so did this the people in the crowd at the fucking thing the other night. I know. All the, well, they they tried to make that work for them. It was so bad. But I know that you saw. I saved this. It's kind of old news at this point, but I saved it for when you were going to be in. Um, this is the leaked deposition tape. Trump told female lawyer, you wouldn't be a choice of mine either. While, ex <laughs> while explaining <laughs> while explaining that his rape accuser is not his type. Former President Donald Trump told a female lawyer, unprompted, that he would never be interested in her while she was questioning him in a deposition. The 48-minute <laughs> video of the deposition <laughs> was shown to jurors in court this week apart, uh, as a part of the rape and defamation lawsuit brought by E. Jean Carroll. In the video, Trump denied raping Carol and repeated his claim that he that she is not his type. Here's a little bit of the video. Ready? Oh, thank God. There you go. When you said in that video that Ms. Leeds would not be your first choice, <laughs> you were referring to her physical looks, correct? Just the overall. Not my, I, I look at her, I see her, I hear what she says, whatever. You wouldn't be a choice of mine either, to be honest with you. I hope you're not insulted. I would not... Under any circumstances. Under any circumstances. Have any interest in you. <laughs> there's nothing you can do. Listen, I hope you're not insulted, but there's absolutely nothing you can do to get me interested. Uh, I'm being. I'm honest when I say it. Uh, she, I would not have any interest in. Uh, yeah, I'm glad he's. I'm glad he put it out there. Uh, in the video, Trump de denied raping Carol and repeated his claim that she is not his type. Trump then turned to Carol's attorney, Roberta Kaplan who was questioning him to inform her that she too was not his type. 
and uh, and then and then we have this this um, this part over here. He's asked about the Hollywood uh, Access Hollywood tape, the Billy Bush tape about grabbing pussy, and here's what we got. And you do say in the video that as part of trying to have sex with this woman, you took her furniture shopping, correct? Uh, we actually did look for furniture, yes. So. That was true. You actually Quick. took this woman. Nancy I think so. I've been spent a long time ago. I've been, I've taken so many women out for furniture. Yeah. I mean, it just doesn't matter. It's just what are you what are you trying to get at here? How long is that? Long time ago, but I think so. I do think so. Is that the only occasion when you took a woman shopping? I think so. And you say, and again, this has become very famous in this video. I just start kissing them. It's like a magnet. Just kiss. I don't even wait. And when you're a star, they let you do it. You can do anything. Grab them by the pussy. You can do anything. That's what you said, correct? Well, historically, that's true with stars. <laughs> <laughs> true with stars that, that they can grab women by the pussy? Well, that's what, that's, if you look over the last million years, I guess that's been largely true. Not always, but largely true. Unfortunately or fortunately. <laughs> <laughs> you consider yourself uh, to be a star. I think you can say that. Yeah. Yeah, everyone, yeah. everyone on the world knows who he is. You know, I, I didn't get the clip from the, I didn't, I didn't go and grab the clip from the inside the actor studio with with Dave Chappelle, but I keep bringing it up. He described it perfectly there too when he was talking about all the reasons why he wanted to go to Africa to get away and the things he wanted to leave behind. Um, uh, one of those things being, <laughs> as he described it, being chicken head women. And it's just that, and of course, that's in front of a hip college age audience, and they're all laughing and giggling because they know what he's talking about. He's talking about star fucker, gold digging yeah, women, like with Kobe Bryant. Remember it, that, it, dude? It, it's just, it's just what it is. If if you got that level, and, and not that there aren't female celebrities out there who couldn't pick. I mean, then again, you don't have to be a female pop star. To uh, have you know a guy, a, a different guy, in any night of the week, they got it. They got it supremely easy. But as far as guys go, it, women, we're talking about groupy mentality here, and 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 being able to express that groupy uh, scenario with Billy Bush or whoever the hell else. Everybody talk calls it locker room talk, water cooler talk, whatever the hell it is. That's just what it is. I mean, the way that you describe something that we all know goes on. Is uh, I mean, that's one of the biggest reasons why people want to become rock stars. Just the access to women. Yeah, yeah, and it's different uh, from you know what's that director or Weinstein because yeah. he had to like force his women to do that. Yeah, Trump, they he didn't have to force. He didn't have to force anybody. Anybody. No money. They were all willing participants. So uh, with that. I'm going to open up the lines, and here's what I want to talk about. Now, Matt, have you you've seen the movie Troy? Yeah. When was the last time you saw it? Been a while. Definitely over a decade ago. Wow. Well, anyway, you remember? You you may not. There is a very uh, there's a brief scene between Brad Pitt, uh, Achilles, and his mother before he goes off to war, and they are discussing fate with each other. And she said, you know, I, I grabbed it here. I'm going to, I'm going to go and um, maybe I can play it after, the, after the, the break or something. But what she was describing is a, a choice that he could stay home 
he could lead a quiet, happy, fulfilled life at home, a wife, children, grandchildren. He would be loved and remembered by them, but eventually as time went on, as his children died, his grandchildren after them, he would be forgotten from the earth. Or he can go to Troy. He can go fight the war, and he can find his glory. He can become a legend. His victories would be remembered and written about for thousands of years, but he would never leave that place, and, he, and she would never see him again. He would die there, and that his, his glory would walk side by side with his death. And I, I thought that would be a great thing to ask the audience tonight, which do you choose and why? And I asked it of, the, um, of some people on Twitter earlier on today, and that got me a couple of responses here that will get the, the ball rolling. The, what are we talking about? What would you choose? First thing I ask you, Matt, is what would you choose? Um, and and I, let me also just say something else here before we, we get into, we don't hyper fixate on Achilles because there is an, an ego, an ego maniac uh, inside of his that decision making, there is there's a lot of ego driven stuff there. But when I talk about legends becoming a legend, doing something legendary, doing something that is remembered for a thousand years, going to find a glory, all those things are not synonymous with uh, fame, fortune, materialism. It's just it just talks about a a different type of 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 triumph. If you, especially if you are faced with this. You're faced with that opportunity. The number is 914-200-0269. Matt, are you more of a uh, stay-at-home uh, uh, kind of guy, be on the home front, or would you have gone to Troy? Well, mostly, like, stay home, but I would go for the glory. Meh. I would I would say that most people, or, or if given the chance, if it's a one or one <clears throat> or the other thing there, at, at this point, it's uh, it's very very comfortable to think about leading the quiet life away from a battlefield, away from any kind of a trying mission or something like that. And ultimately, you would want to be one of the remembered um, heroes of a of a giant legendary mission like that that was able to not only be victorious but then come home and live out the rest of his life in that peaceful kind of uh setting but that right now um that's a little bit too easy to say well we want a little bit of both we want to go be the adventurer we want to be the legend but we also want to be able to survive all of our adventures all of our quests and then retire on our farm with the glory if i knew i wasn't going to come back if you you weren't going to come back yeah hey it's it's one of those things you got to think about it i'm going to take some calls 914 Five nine five six. Sorry, nine one four two zero 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 two six nine. Here's a little bit from the thread until we start getting a lot of different types of uh, numbers flowing on in. I want that to uh, to flow like wine. Here's one um, from Havana Banana. Havana Banana says option A. It's the easy choice. I said well, and then I said to her or him, it seems easy until you contemplate how the world we have today would be unrecognizable without the action of legendary figures from history. 
you know, who were anointed for monumental missions and didn't refuse those missions. George Washington. George, I mean, Washington, that's definitely one of them. He's one of those guys that became a legend and also had his, uh, his time on his back porch in Mount Vernon afterwards. Mm-hmm. So he had a little bit of, of both. Uh, mm-hmm. we, we, on, the, on the line right now is a special call from uh, Mr. John Carroll. What's going on, John? What's going on, guys? How so, are you? I'm doing great. Um, I think I, I would probably deviate from most of these people, and I think I'd pick the legend just out of sheer curiosity. You know, that that's a side of life. It's a life experience that so many people will never, you know, know what that feels like. And I, I I'm just, I'm driven by that. That curiosity, that's what pulls me in that direction. Now, here's the thing that I, I think about that, and the first thing I think about is Edgar Allan Poe, a guy that uh, in literary sense is considered to be a legend now, but he never lived long enough to know that he was going to be a legend. He died drunk in an alleyway. So, I, you know, it's one of those things where you very may well go out there. You, uh, uh, John Carroll, may go to Troy and you may perform in such a way that they will write about you for thousands of years, but um, is basking in the glory something that you would need to have, to be part of the equation, even just for a moment, for that to be a success for you? No, I don't think so. It, it, it would have to be the pursuit of something, which, you know, in the movie Troy, Achilles is already so, you know, he's got that, extra stuff that makes him special and so it's basically guaranteed that he's going to go down as a legend but you look at most people who go out and try to do something different and their success is not guaranteed they're just going to say i'm going to go take on this massive challenge and if i succeed you know you might lose everything yeah um but i don't there's just there's a certain mystique about that I just I think it's really interesting. Yes, yes, it is. And um, yeah, is there anything else you want to add before I go on to another caller? No, no, I'm just going to sit back and enjoy the show. Great week of shows, by the way. Well, thank you so much. Thank you, John. It's it's great to have you on, and um, and thank you for all the work that you do writing for the blog. You bet, guys. Have a great night. All right, take care. That is the that's a uh, a pretty prolific writer right there. The blog section. I've been able to um, to work alongside of John Carroll to create something that is always going to be there um, and always going to be relevant. Not talking about news over there, talking about the bigger issues. Let's take a call from Laurel. What's going on, Laurel? Hey, Frank. It's fun to talk to you. Hey. We're just um, look at listening to this thread here and interested that... Well, First of all, I think we have multiple lifetimes, and so I think we get to choose each time we come which way we're going to go, what, what, what way we're going to do it. And uh, so possibly you would have an opportunity to do it both ways. <laughs> ah, okay. Well, that would be very convenient. I wanna, I'm going to go for the gold this time around. But then again, here's the thing. I want to stop myself there and saying both are gold. You know, be, being home, being back in your in your home, uh, wherever that is, growing a family, being being uh, in just completely immersed in 
that mutual admiration, love and respect and, and just going through life over there and, and living that life and just having it be perfect, though you're maybe not very notable in a global sense, that is gold as well. So I don't, I, I really, I don't want this to be a competition of what is more noble than the other because we certainly would not, um, we would not be living in the world we are today without both of these things being very uh, triumphant ends for certain groups of people. We need the legends, and we also need the homesteaders. Well, and don't you think, like I believe, that a big, huge part of these lifetimes is the contrast, where you get to see both sides and decide which one you want to go with. And that would be the point, is what if you did choose to be the legend and you missed out on the home life and the back porch and the family and the children and that legacy? And you got to see the contrast that you recognize that afterwards and think, dang, I picked the wrong one. That's part, I think, of what these lifetimes are about. We get to see both sides and we get to choose which one we really want to have in the end. Well, Laurel, thank you so much for the contribution. This is a great call. Thanks, Frank. All right, there you there you have it. Now I I don't I, there's uh, there's going to be a lot of uh, a lot of disagreement on whether or not we are reincarnating or how souls are 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 working their way through whatever kind of levels we are trying to go on. If we have to come back and do it again, and then of course we we finally get it right and we we pay the piper and we 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 move on from there. I know there's going to be disagreement with that, but Laurel. Laurel is on the same exact page as Amazing Polly. Polly responded to this um, this thread, and she said, the problem with choosing either option is that you will never forget the path not taken and it will haunt you. It's the story of everyone's life. That's Polly right there, and it was right in line with what Laurel's saying, although she did not get into reincarnation or anything like that. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm happy to hear a little bit uh you know people are are working this out the same way uh obdm 10 years ago i'd say the path to glory and legendary status is what i would want but now i'm fine with a path to boredom oh ah uh, yeah i i get that too you know matt what it, what i feel <clears throat> i feel that uh, we, we're in a space right now where i don't believe any war is legitimate there's no cause out in the world that I would ever go and try to be a part of, especially in a, a true Troy sense when we're talking about war. I don't believe in any legitimate wars these days. Yeah. And, uh, you I, know. I agree. Uh, so there's. But I would, if, like, an army or something was to invade the country. If they were here. Then if, I'm going for the glory. If there's an existent, if there's a threat to us and it starts coming to our neighborhoods, that's that's something completely different you are compelled you're compelled that's it it's that's just the way it is but um but you know i i that's what i'm looking at today now i feel like the glory is mixed for us if we're going to just use this as a as a point to debate these general topics and see where people what people come up with and all that stuff, that's great and it's going to make for a wonderful show. But where we are right now, many of us, I think that those two paths to glory, a uh, a home a homesteaded glory and also an an adventurer, I think a lot of that stuff is going to be uh, bittersweetly mixed now because 
there really is no reason to go off and find a fight. The fight is coming to us at home. That's, that's the thing that gets me is we need to enjoy the peace and we need to enjoy the good times like that, almost like that moment, those last moments of peace that uh, uh, Jesus had in the uh, Garden of Gethsemane, you know? And, and talk, about, talk about a legend. I know there's lots of fans of Jesus Christ in this, in this, uh, this audience. It, was he not a legend? He chose the mission that would kill him. He could have refused it for, for the quiet life, be, be loved by his friends and his family. So choosing the glorious path is definitely not all ego. And it could also be very Christ-like, um, depending on what the mission is, sure. But uh, that's free will right there. Um, let's, uh, let's take another call. Here we go. Aaron, what's going on, Aaron? Hey, Frank. Thanks for taking my call. <clears throat> Good to have you on. You know, at first I was going to say the glory, but as I thought about it, I already had something like that happen years ago, back way before the turn of the century. Um, I was divorced, and my ex-wife told me to just move away. She'll take care of the kids. We don't need you around here. I chose to stick around here, even though there's no jobs for me here, and uh, to be here for my children. And now they have children, so I'm really glad that I did. Wow. So that would be a... Uh, maybe that would be a mix of the two because you are going to war with the with an ex that would even an ex that would any person who would say that to uh, 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 their child's other parent if they weren't unless the you know unless that parent was abusive in some way but if just because the divorce was nasty and you got a personal problem with your your ex-husband <clears throat> or ex-wife and just say get the hell away from us and rook your children of a father that is um that is a little bit of a mix of the two. That is that is a war and it's a war that needs to be fought to be able to keep that family life. Oh, I tell you, it was a war. I tell you, uh Frank, when my son was 4, I think 4, she was kicking him as hard as she could in the stomach. He was on the floor in the fetal position, and I had to get between them to stop her. So, yeah, it was hell, total hell. Well, yeah, well, she sounds like a monster, and I'm glad you stayed, and um, hopefully you've won, you've won some of that glory, uh, at, least, at least in the eyes of your children. Um, I, don't, I don't know if anybody's yeah. going to be writing about that for the, for the next couple of thousand years, but I know, uh, I know there's going to be some people who, who are really happy that you stayed. Thank you for the call, Aaron. Thanks, buddy. All right, there you go. Always going to be good, good topics there. Good topics. Um, here's another couple of couple of comments I have. And Matt, you can jump in at any time. Don't think that you, you have to stay silent. Um, Alpine says, good point about what I was saying about it seems easy. It seems easy uh, until you contemplate how the world we have. The easy choice being staying home. Alpine says, good point, but the world was also shaped in large part by people whose names history is forgotten. The phrasing of the original question suggests to me that option one does not necessarily preclude having a significant impact on the world. No, no, not at all. Not at all. Um, 
the the quiet happy life at home a wonderful wife a, a you know upstanding member in your your community children grandchildren being loved and remembered by them and then eventually forgotten by the world in a couple of generations is does not preclude um glory down the line i mean by all means you could one of your children grandchildren or great-grandchildren could become a legend you know uh, always remember from the the that line from the um uh whatchamacall the the hymn of the the battle hymn of the republic that wonderful line um the hero born of woman crushed the serpent with his heel i mean that's that's the you know there's got to be a lineage there so it does not preclude it does not preclude my question my question is that in a world where we need where both are definitely are necessary and always have been around what who would you be who would you be and why so let's take some more calls 914-595-6 keep saying it 914-200-0269. We're going to take a quick intermission. When we come back, then uh, we'll have a nice clean slate to go and do this and end our week in glory. Don't go anywhere. It's intermission time, folks. Time out. Press the like button. Thank you. Quite frankly. 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 Qu
here is a Synaxis, the Synaxis podcast. Really cool comment here. When asking about the choice, specifically about Achilles here, so the Synaxis podcast said, the ghost of Achilles tells Odysseus he would have chosen A when he meets him in the underworld in book 11 of the Odyssey. Odysseus says, Achilles, no man aforetime was more blessed nor shall ever be hereafter. So I spoke and he straightway made answer and said, Nay, seek not to speak soothingly of me of death, glorious Odysseus. I should choose so I might live on earth to serve as the hireling of another, of some portionless man whose uh, livelihood was but small rather than to be lord over all the dead that have perished. So that's a that's that's a, a great great drop right there on Achilles himself. But again, again, though those who had a, you know had to rise to the occasion to do something great, and we are talking about fictional characters here. Those who had to rise to the occasion to do something great. Uh, perhaps they would have preferred it as to not to die in the process, but the advancement of history, whatever the cause was, if it was a frivolous cause, if you were on a, you know, a panty raid, you wanted to go and just, you know, just, just loot cities and you're just a marauder, perhaps there's a little bit more to say, I wish I could have done it differently, but uh, I really think the, that the, the quality of the mission is everything too, but I, I like that that specific adage there about um, about Achilles. Here's one that I liked. Well, there's two, there's one over here from Casey Kakalaki, who says, I chose B for the first part of my adulthood. That's the, that's the, the glory and the legend, and was ultimately steered back to A. What are you going to do? Texas Aeronaut said, I'd pray over what God would, uh, what, what God's will would be for my life and go from there. And I like that one because there's contemplation. There's definitely room for contemplation here. There is not, I don't think that there is one path that is better than the other, but there is what the time demands of us. That's, I think is that's a really, really great measured approach that is not sitting on a fence either. I think it's just very measured. Uh, Alara says, it is in my DNA, no choice. And that means to go, to go to be the legend. Hey, Albert, wh Albert, wh what would you be? Because I can see you going to be the homesteader. I can also see you going to be the legend as well. Well, I like the, what that one guy said, that he pray, whatever. I guess that's what he said. Isn't that what he said? He said he'd pray or something. He'd pray for God. Said. Yeah. So if you go to like the Bhagavad Gita and shit, there's a this dude. I think his name's Arjuno talking to supposedly God, and he's and it was on the eve of a great war, right? And this dude's the uh, hero or whatever, and he tells God, he's like, uh, you know, I don't want to go kill all these people. These are my brothers and blah 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 and God supposedly looked at him and said the hell are you talking about dude you're a hero this ain't real just go go be a hero and 
whatever in the Bhagavad Gita. And if you if you look in the Bible, I mean, people if they're biblical, you know, they can look in the Bible. Albert, can, Albert, can you get a little bit close? Can you hold on? Can you get a little bit closer to the the the, the receiver, please? Yeah. Yeah. Better. Go ahead. Um, and in Isaiah, I think it's forty-five or something like that. God said He creates evil, but we don't talk about that, and they don't teach you in church there. So, but I mean, if you if a person really looks at it instead of instead of attempting to interpret things, I mean, if you're going to be literal about the Bible, God said He creates evil and He creates good. He creates the light and He creates the day. So it's just an experience, and I think that that works out for everyone in their own way on their own epic journey. You know, the hero's journey is never easy, and you know, what may be a soldier story may be something that someone that's being the homesteader may look at and go wow but there they are being the homesteader which is really what their journey is and isn't that epic in and of itself great questions it's great questions Uh, and no uh, yeah and and i think it goes into another comment that is related to others that uh, here's one from black pill patriot said does your hero's journey benefit the entire world or is it just your reputation that's the deciding factor. Are you sacrificing for the greater good and future generations? Or is this just a way to um, to ingratiate yourself? And along the way, you can just foolishly lose your life for a cause that may not have any great consequence. And perhaps in, in worldview, um, a small regional skirmish would not be written about for thousands of years. But in that time when, when innocent people needed a defender... And when there was someone, you were there. You were there, and you, know, and you were there. And the main thing to keep in mind, at least for myself, what works for me, is, um, you know, every day, at the end of the day, just looking in the mirror, you know, and 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 if I, if I can do that and not be disappointed in that person, I mean, even if I had a shitty day, I mean, did I do my best? Because um, you know how many times you heard me say, "Do your best and fuck the rest." I mean, that's that's all you can do. And everybody's not always going to be happy, and you know it is what it is. But anyways, there that is. Always a great show. Thanks, Frank. Thank Have you, a great Albert. Weekend, my friend. Thank you. I'm glad that you. I'm glad you enjoyed the week. I'm ready for the weekend. My voice needs a rest. I woke up with allergies today. Now I didn't have allergies all last year. I had it the year before. But today I woke up, I said, am I getting sick? I had like the, you know, Matt, I had that, um, when you start getting a cold, you know how you can just look at something for a second and all of a sudden a a minute has passed and you've just been staring, like you got the brain fog and Mm -hmm. it's just the the nose tickle, the running, the the, the sneezing. I said, oh no, am I getting sick? And then I went and I did my vitamins and I went and I irrigated my nose and stuff with the sprays and shit and I I was back. You know, I said, oh, it's the pollen killed me today i'm i just like i'm itchy all over my throat my nose so i can't wait for uh hopefully it's not the clovid yeah well, it's, it's still gonna... going around have you heard i'm very scared of it <laughs> i don't i just don't go anywhere because of it still yeah. i i haven't been out of, i haven't been out of the house three years i haven't seen the sun uh, let's see. There's 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 a few over over here. Sheila says that's too easy. Happiness and family. Dano said happy life. What good does being a legend do me if I'm dead? 
you'll get a fucking statue. Yeah. Yeah, no, nobody else That's is getting what? nobody else is getting a statue. <laughs> General Papillion says a happy life. Blessed Leah, the first choice, a godly and righteous life is far better than any fame or fortune. But uh there I am not in no way, shape, or form, you have ascribed uh fame and fortune as the reason for going off to fight for the the the, the gigantic cause of accepting the gig- monument- monumental mission, whatever they may be, you got to keep Achilles out of this. I know Achilles had a, had an ego there, but I'm I'm generalizing well, this to talk with the audience. Well, don't you think like all of the guys that fought for American independence, like that we don't know their name, they're all legendary, right? Yes, like the fucking farmers that like knew they were just they were they were fight this and go back right to their farm and it, it's one of those things where they were part of a legendary cause wherein. If you were to go to any of these, like, for example, I was up at uh, my my little cousin's communion in Somers over the weekend. My cousin, Pat, he's running for school board up there. Uh, we got to, I, I get him on the show. Oh, nice. Yeah. Um, but I was up there in Somers, and I could not believe how many ancient cemeteries there are up there. There's a lot. I think there's a, a website that shows you where, like, Revolutionary War, people are buried 1812. I, there's a couple up up near there. There's there. Um, there's a lot in Greenwich. Yeah, there's it's a lot. old. Well, so, that's 1600s going back to that area. Yeah, Greenwich is the 17th century. But but this is, what I'm at, this is why I'm bringing this up. When you bring up somebody who is a part of something as as famous as the the, the War for American Independence... Uh, there are names that will live on for centuries yet, but it's one of those things where if your identity along the way is uncovered, if you are found somewhere in a um, in a cemetery through a, a, a they, court records yeah, or anything like that, they have that that glory. That glory is imparted onto that person. Yeah, you get a medal on. They have the medal on the on the grave. No doubt. They but have one in 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 uh, where the hell was it? In East not East in New York or Eastern Cemetery upstate. Mm. Dude, the, the grandfather was in the American Revolution. His son was in the War eighteen twelve. Uh, and then there was what the hell was there was another uh, conflict that uh, was a World War no. I don't know. I have a picture of it. But, like, they fought in, like... Mexican-American War? Oh, it was two brothers that were in the revolution, and one of them was a spy. That's what it was. But that's, that's, that it would be an example of the glory being shared from just being associated with the mission, whatever that mission was. Uh, being... Not everybody's going to be the George Washington. Not everybody's going to ha- ascend to that level. But there is a certain place where people who have been forgotten for generations if they if their you know their remains are discovered or anything else like that there are records that 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 pin them to that effort and it is in some way shared so there you have uh, a little bit to, to chew on there uh let's see here honestly uh, <laughs> this is a good one clark slater says honestly it depends on the wife it depends on the wife that you have <laughs> It's true. I'd rather if you have a bad wife, it's it, it's a pretty easy choice to go off and get killed in Troy. I'd rather I'd rather go down swinging there than just waste away uh, over here. But um, I I love that one. That was a funny 
Toby Witt says, I don't care to be remembered by the world. I care to be remembered by my creator. Now, again, again, what if the mission, which part of going out there and being a part of it and being and ending up being a significant part of it. I mean, think about how someone like uh, Desmond Dawes, you know, um, the Seventh Day Adventist guy, the, the the pacifist who entered into the uh, the, the um, uh, entered into the war and uh, did not want to fire a gun. He wanted to go in as a medic. Um, we talked about him. He was actually in, I think, two years ago when we started doing Badass Month on this show in June. He was one, I believe, one of the first badasses. If not the first year, he was there the second year. I know we did that. Uh, that is somebody who is uh, unexceptional in the eyes of greater society filled with, you know, business magnates and, and uh, professional athletes and, you know, cultural icons or all that stuff. Goes and gets involved in a war cannot even uh, offer his services over to the greatest um, the greatest action or the most common action in that war, which is shooting at somebody who can't even the, his conscience doesn't allow him to pick up a weapon, but still becomes a legend. And it's his actions are being driven by God. Mm-hmm. So say so I care to be remembered my, by my creator. Well, I don't think that you can say that Desmond, someone like Desmond Dawes who went off and uh, did not stay home. A lot of people were drafted. They had no choice. But that was a legendary path. And and he he did so in a way that was, I mean, so unique outside of the box. So, I, again, this is not a binary. This is not a binary. And one who went, the, 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 the noble path is not staying home, exclusively staying home, being noble. And going away is not exclusively fame seeking and whoring. It's just not. Let's take a let's take a call here. Uh Ven Vendevelver Dalvel who's this? <laughs> Vandevelder. Oh Vandevelder, welcome to the show. Thank you. So what's on your mind, my friend? <clears throat> hey, no, I had a Dawes story. Um when I was a kid, I grew up with a kid. Donald Dawes, who was the great, 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 great grandson of William Dawes, who was the guy who was, who was supposed to do the, you know, the Paul Revere's ride. Um, he was actually the guy first tasked with it, and then he got he got popped by the British, and it uh, the task fell to Paul Revere. But originally, it was William Dawes's job. Is that the same? To, uh, is that the same family? Uh. It was it was the same family of the friend that I grew up with, but I'm not sure if it's the same family as the Dawes that uh, that Frank just mentioned. Oh, oh well, you're on with me. This is Frank. Oh, Frank. Hey, what's my bad? Yeah. I, I thought I was getting screened. No, yeah, no. It was the same fa- same family. The kid I grew up with was um was related to Donald. Was related to William Dawes. Okay, and, and, but but like I was, I just want to be clear. Inside of that family tree, was Desmond Dawes a part of that? No, I have no idea. Okay, okay, but just just another Dawes. Yeah, I just thought it was a pretty cool coincidence. Interesting. I, was, I had already been trying to call in. And, Interesting. Uh, while I was waiting, you you brought up Desmond Dawes. I wonder if uh, I wonder if the uh, the the other Dawes uh, in the years after after the war for American independence was just like you know that damn Paul Revere that could have been me that son of a bitch. Yeah, you know, <laughs> I, he had to have. 
you know. But and I wouldn't be surprised if if there were a relation to Desmond Dawes. Um, you know, I, I've recently my my sister did our genealogy in the family. We, I, I grew up in uh, Northern Virginia, but I'm, uh, I have a lot of family in Tennessee. And at any rate, it turns out we were related to the Warner Plantation clan. Um, Senator Warner's bunch who came over, they were um, on the Outer Banks of Virginia. Gotcha. Um, Jamestown, 1640s, uh, in, in that area. Well, you that guys... whole gang, you know, just looking at this, it turns out we're related to not, we're related to Meriwether Lewis, Robert E. Lee, George Washington. Yeah. This is a pretty, uh, um, how do you put it politely, a pretty close-knit bunch of people, you know? Oh, yeah. The founding fathers. I mean, they didn't drift very far when it came to them. Uh, no, the, no, they they they, they, they got their they got very close. They got they got very close to uh, be considered being considered incestuous, but, um, but you know, yes. it's yeah. everybody's you know everybody's. Hey, this is the granddaughter of our good friend. Uh, with let's uh, you know let's let's make sure that the families are a little bit more well. I mean, that's the that's story. What of, happened? Charles Lee was uh, Robert E. Lee's uh, father. Was one of George Washington's most favorite and revered uh, like cavalry leaders. But wasn't did, did, and, did, uh, didn't he they marry? married? Yeah, he was married into that same family. Washington's that, granddaughter, no, um, or daughter. Who did? Who did uh, Robert E. Lee I'm not sure where marry? the lines cross, but they yeah they cross somewhere. I th- well, I- either way, uh, thank you so much for the call. I-, I love when we start getting into into uh, genealogy over here, and that's why I love doing the Six Degrees of Separation shows, which we will do again over the course of this summer. I love doing the- that topic, and I hope that you get in on that thread this year, my friend. Definitely, and thank you for taking my call. I, uh, I love your show, long-time listener, and... Uh... Uh, great, great to get through. I hope I can get through again some other time. I think you will. I, I, I have a feeling about you. Thanks. All right, take care. I think the, the other thing that I'm not used to is these, um, this caller ID. I'm getting names. I don't know. Uh, I just want to get this right. I'll do that. I'll do that a little bit later. All right, let's go to our super chats. First one up, Kim Hampson said, regardless of which path we choose, we are all legends. The real choice we have is what we want to do to be legendary for doing. What, what do we want to be legendary for doing? Well, I mean, we can, we can pump ourselves up and say that we're legends, but let's be honest. Legends are, I mean, they, they are for as close to forever as you can get in an earthly sense. That lasts a little bit longer. We can be legends within our, our... I mean, we have friends that we know that they're legends to us. To see, there are so many stories of people doing legendary things that nobody will ever know about. Uh, feats of, I don't know, sometimes somebody would call it stupidity, courageousness, creativity, solving a problem, saving lives. Uh, I would love... Well, we should do that. Local legends. Not folklore. Local legends. People you knew... That did incredible things. Incredible things that were never written about or anything like that. I have a little something like that. Yeah, me too. I knew one guy that could levitate. He can float? No, no. I was going to (laughs) say. It's from around here? Jeez. 
Uh, Dooku Dan says, Frank, it's no coincidence that the TV network today playing Torah, Torah, Torah about the surprise attack on America the same day America's sovereignty has fallen by the use of the Trojan horse of humanitarian immigration, a stealth military invasion. Oh, it's bad. Yeah. There's 340 of them just got uh, carted up to uh, Orange County of New York. Listen, we have been screwed for a very long time, but the lube is about to run out. Yeah, it's dry. It's a dry screw. The lube is about to run out. This is going to be a very dry screw. That's all I can say. There is nothing, nothing redeemable about what is being done down there. They're making us, they, they, and, and they, of course, they want us to hate the migrant. And it's just going to happen. People are going to become so resentful of seeing well-put-together towns and cities be overwhelmed by, by just, I, I, it, it's, it, it's, it's going to be so subversive. It's going to be so overwhelming, the feeling of despair. And and that's it. They, I don't know if it's going to be that subvert. Think about what, what's her name just passed, Hochul, with the 3% uh, housing thing. You know what I'm talking about? What do you mean? Where she's pretty much, they said they're going to do what they did to Westchester when Obama was president and withhold, like, funding if they don't build affordable housing. So they're going to do the same thing, except what they're going to do is they're now they're going to force towns like Porchester to grow at a 3% rate within three years, like pretty much urbanize itself at 3% yeah. rate within three years, and then they'll get incentives and this and that and, and all that. So it's it's all planned. Well, the, 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 uh, this, what we got from Washington not too long ago, maybe about a week or two ago, was the, the same kind of a thing setting people up for another round of what happened in 2008 with the, the housing where it said we got to get people that cannot afford these houses into nice houses. So what we're going to do is we're going to back up and we're going to share the cost of what it's going to be. So the rates on people who are working, who are taking care of their shit, who are just barely treading water, they're going to go up because we need to ensure that everybody else can get a free ride. Mm-hmm. And it's um, it doesn't help. It doesn't help. It's only it's going to be very very destructive. And uh, I don't know what 2024 is going to look like. Spring of 2024 might be a really, really bad time. It, I, I don't know. Something about the next... I feel like 12 months is really going to be a time. 12 months from now is really going to be bad. Something tells me. I need Trump back. What? I mean... What? Then we, if we have the Senate and the... Oh, God. That's I'll run bad. for Senator. That it just doesn't. Someone matter. tell Donald Trump to fund my campaign. I'll polish up. You know, I, listen. I, I'm I'm down for having fun, jumping on the Trump train, and just having a ball. I'm down for it. As far as my expectations of all of that stuff leading to, uh, you know, very tangible world-saving change, uh, maybe some. I. I I mean, what if what if he comes in and in tw- in twenty four hours, Russia's like, all right, yo, you know what? Sorry, You're t- Matt, but Matt, I understand he says, and I I don't doubt him. If for I don't doubt him that if tomorrow he was given some kind of uh, he he was given the power of the presidency to go out there and be one of the chief diplomats for this country and, and represent us in world affairs, 
which it is uh it is something that is a, that is a wholly appropriate role for them to do i don't doubt that he would he could probably pull a rabbit out of his ass with stopping the war and and whatever but you got to remember a what they have already said is going to be um a a, a victory what would be a victory would never be um accepted by by russia the other thing there too is with how tenuous the situation we are in right now is it is only may of 2023 we got to go one whole year to may of 2024 then from may of 2024 all the way through the rest of summer fall he has to win the election even though you know the cnn town hall was a lot of fun matt but the one thing it may have won him the primary easily though he didn't need that as help it may have won him the primary easily, but it did not change the voting protocols in five key states. So, want to kill so he, my... so he has to go all the way through 2024. He has to win the election. He has to get inaugurated in January 2025, and hopefully by then we have stayed like this. There'd be. I don't know if I can hold on. I, I, I'm just saying, as far as Ukraine goes, as far as Ukraine goes, I'm sure he would be able to pull a rabbit out of his ass diplomatically. Look what he did with North Korea, but you're 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 saying over he has to, we have the world has to wait over a year and a half like this for him to get in to stop this. It's gonna be World War Five by then. So, I I don't know I, I'm we even have enough food to survive. I know with all these fucking fires and everything, this shit is crazy, man. I know. That's what I'm talking about. The the idea of the 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 question about going off to on a historic legendary mission or staying home and and really basking in the good life and just creating stability and happiness and uh, in here with people and your progeny, leaving behind a, a, a legacy of children and new generations who can go off and continue this story. That is being merged right now. They're bringing, they're bringing the chaos that you would have to otherwise go to Troy to find right here at the homestead. So um, very, very interesting. All right. Having a good time. Having a good time. Uh, over on, on QuiteFrankly.tv, here is some comments from the foxhole. I'm gay. I'm gay. Jesse, thank you. Boys Blanc, they're sending all nice uh, tips over here. Thank you, J Sean Joe, Chai Possum. Uh, FVT says, dying laughing here. I want a quite frankly segment every Friday night. A quite, a quite prankly segment every Friday night with Matt. No, pranks. Your, your pranks. Uh, let's oh, see here. I have a bunch of pranks I used to do, right? Yeah. Cutie Pie says, Happy Mother's Day weekend to all the moms in the house. Yes, Happy Mother's Day. Sean Joe, Michael BKNY says, My dog Gooch was barking at that vid. And Eddie, I want half. Robert Sarn says, Say hi to Matt. TGIF, thank God it's frankly. And hi. Tempo 420, thank you for all of that. All right, let's see. Let's see. Here's John Adams giving you a little bit of a reason why. Um, it's not always just such a binary choice that we're talking about it as what would you do? But a lot of it is dependent. One is dependent on the other. 
Here he is in the HBO, the HBO series John Adams, Paul Giamatti, and he's in France trying to negotiate some military and diplomatic and financial support uh, for the the efforts against Britain. And he's being asked about, you know, do you enjoy music? And they're, you know, they're they're very, you know, comfortable over there in uh, French aristocracy. They're very comfortable, and they're they're into their art and their their uh, their persuasions. And I love this scene. No, no, I I, I regret to say I have no uh, ear for uh, la musique. Oh. No, I'm I'm afraid my occupation allows me a little time for the finer arts. He says he doesn't have time. He has a lot of work to do. So they're kind of mocking him a little bit. And Ben Franklin, who obviously is a very libertine character, he's got mistresses all over the world, he told John Adams, listen, if you're going to win their favor, you've got to loosen up. Because John Adams had that, uh, he had a very prickly demeanor. Wants to take care of business. He wants to take care of business. He says, listen, we need guns. We have to kill people. Can you please help us kill people? And he realizes he has to loosen up now because now he's getting mocked. Now, I must, uh, I must study politics and war, you see, so that my sons will have the liberty to study mathematics and philosophy. My sons must study uh, navigation, commerce, and agriculture so that their children will have the right to study painting and poetry and music. Je dois étudier la politique et la guerre et alors mes fils auront le droit la liberté un jour d'apprendre. Good job, John. Very well said. So it's all, it's all, you know, there's the, there's the war footing, there's the legendary war footing to be able to make the homestead even possible down the line. Think about that. All right, all right, all right. Let's, uh, what time is it? Uh, 8.21. We're going on another little break. I have to go run down the, uh, down to the uh, the bathroom. You know what they say, Matt. You gotta go make yourself throw up. I know. Sometimes <laughs> you just gotta go make yourself throw up. I'm gonna leave you with a little silent knife swimming through air. A little um, cut off silent knife. That's it. Be right back.
I know you said earlier that you will not comment on the platforming of um, such atrocious disinformation, but I would. I think it was a profoundly irresponsible decision. I don't think that it would... I would be doing my job if I did not say that. Um, and what we saw tonight was a series of extremely irresponsible decisions that put a sexual abuse victim at risk, that put that person at risk in front of a national audience, and I could not have disagreed with it more. It was shameful. I love you, yeah. yep. You're cool. What's up? I love QFTV. Yeah. Yep. You're cool. Uh, what's QFTV? Did you say what's QFTV? Miss, you're gonna need to go over there and watch QFTV Mondays, Wednesdays, Fridays, right after Quite Frankly. Yeah. Oh, you're definitely cool. Only on QuiteFrankly.tv, powered by Foxhole. Okay. Oh, man, what a night. What a night. What a week. Here's a super chat that we're going to go to some Babylon B. We're cutting out a little bit early tonight. I'm glad that we got to do this. Maybe, Matt, you want to do a couple of, since we're talking about legends tonight, perhaps we can do one or two George Washington's rules of civility. We haven't done that in a couple of months, I feel like. It's been a while. It has been a while. Let's say, uh... All right, let's go here. I'm going to put that over here. First one of 7777 said, Frank, Frank, last Friday's in-studio guest is, wasn't that you? No, you had some, what, what's Oh, Vin, Vinny uh, Brusco. Brusco. Vinny Brusco. Last Friday's in-studio guest is someone who can see what's wrong with the world but still supports regulation and taxation through licensing. He could be welcomed as a frankly, but could never be a Franciscan. He's learning. He's learning. Remember, Franciscans are a higher order. I don't know what what defines them yet, but it seems that they have... It's just a... I'll tell you, it's ultra-conservative <laughs> it's order. ultra-conservative. <laughs> I love that coming from Matt, because I don't know what that means. When you say something like that, my imagination runs wild. What does ultra-conservative... What, what is this going to become is the real question. So we have to wait to see what your defining your defining um, points are of this order, and then we'll see what actually becomes down the line. There's going to be some huge scandals. I know it. <laughs> There's going to be a, a gigantic scandal at some point. Uh, let's see. What else do we have? Let's go into... Perfect. Here we go. Nice crowd over there on Rumble. Ladies and gentlemen, please, on Rumble... Uh, Get me some likes. That's all. Even right now, there's over a thousand people watching, about 300 likes. Get that. If you can please help me, that would be a wonderful trendsetter for the weekend. Uh, Dem Turned Red said, Matt is on a legendary mission. I hope. Maybe. It sounds like you are, dude. <laughs> it sounds like you are. And uh, let me get that out of the way. Uh, a, a few more from our original thread. Let's see. Um, Valsky says, finishes the god-awful U.S. census. Sees this, quite frankly, tweet. I'd like to be forgotten, especially by the state and the United States government. There you go. Okay. Uh, let me see. Toby Witt says, I don't care to be remembered by the world. I care to be remembered 
by oh we redid that and I said well what if you're doing the creators work Tim says option a would be everyone's goals then option B wouldn't be an option if it is if option a is everybody's goal then option B wouldn't be an option yes yes I guess that is the whole point about uh, an, a, a point uh, more specifically about the duality of man and idealism versus the reality what you're out there the laws of the jungle and what you're going what we will always see in one form or another come back and need to be put right and who knows why is it just baked into our dna or is it spiritual is it what is it i mean we're obviously oh man i love thinking about it Let's see here. Rob.com says, quiet life with family. I love my wife and kids. Cherish all the highs, the lows, and challenges. But the world won't forget about us. We will forget about this world. Love, grow, and learn together. Risen Patriot comes in swinging. And he says, you are all fucking cowards. And our, the reason our world is totally fucked right now, you're all weak, spineless worms. People like you are all responsible for the hell we are in. As for me, we are going to Troy. We've got a lot of evil to defeat, and the weak need a hero to emulate. So, uh, he, someone responded to him and said, You're totally negating the power of us all doing option A, but thanks for your positive input. And then Risen said again, no, I'm not. Look around us. That's what everyone is trying for since the 1950s. Paying no attention to the, the obvious threats coming for us. It's better to be a warrior in the garden than a gardener in the battlefield. I, 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 I understand. I understand the passion where he's coming from, too. So now here is a uh, here's one more. Pray for peace. Says, I've already been to Troy and I go back to it. And I go back to it three times a week in DC and continue to slay, but I prefer to enjoy some time with my family in the end. Judge not others' choices until you walk in their shoes and carry their burdens, particularly on Twitter. What yes. do you do in DC? What does that guy do in DC? I don't know. What is he in the Illuminati? Yeah. I couldn't ask him. <laughs> Maybe he can email the show. Can you please email the show and tell us if you are in the Illuminati? And if you're not, if you're in the Illuminati, tell us what you have to do to get in. All right. Uh, you want to finish off with a couple of from uh, from Master Washington? Sure. Okay, let's do this. Master, Sir, Lord, George Washington. That's it. The president for all time and forever. All right, where are we at? We're on the 71st. We're on page 23. We're almost done with the book. Then we have to start over again. Gaze not on the marks or blemishes of others and ask not how they came. What you may speak in secret to your friend, deliver not before others. So pretty much if you see somebody's face is all fucked up, yeah. don't say, oh, how'd that happen yeah. to you? Well, what happened? Did your nose get chewed off or something? <laughs> <laughs> you know, you just don't say that. And then you don't go over to your friend, but like, yo, you see that fucking this guy's nose? You see the guy's nose got chewed off. Hey, come over here. What happened? What happened to your nose? Somebody chewed off. <laughs> well, I know I I've seen people has messed up noses before, but yours looked like someone actually chewed on it with their their teeth. 
Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry to hear that. All right, so I think we can all get behind that. Though, uh, we started off this show by talking about fat shaming. And how fat shaming actually kept the world in orbit. George Washington, yeah, he well, he would tell the person in private, like, look, maybe cut back on the sugar. Maybe cut back on the bread. It's not agreeing with you. No, my friend, I have great respect for you. <laughs> but you need to eliminate the sugar and the sherry wine and the bread from your diet. Looking upon your corpulent body <laughs> is, it, it's, it's, it is terribly disagreeable. You are an, a, a, a disgusting sight. <laughs> and then he just starts getting more yes, stuff yes. like, You damned poltroon! You pol- you damned poltroon! What does it take courage not to eat like a fucking whale? <laughs> oh, gosh. All right. <laughs> Let's go. Number th- number 72. Speak not. Speak not in an unknown tongue and company, but in your own language and that of the uh, that as those of quality do and not as the vulgar sublime matters treat seriously. So pretty much he's saying uh, don't speak in foreign languages in front of people. He would yeah. really, he would really love America now. Yeah, no, oh, oh, being your speaking your own language, and uh, speak quality. Do not speak vulgar. Okay, I from here on, starting right now. Fuck, I'm never gonna curse again. I'm never going to curse again. Uh, someone I'm on serious. the someone in the in the the Twitter chat just said Abraham Lincoln was a serial fat shamer. Uh, he was, he was that skinny for a reason. Yeah, he shamed himself. I heard that Abraham Lincoln, after every meal, threw his guts up. <laughs> he looks like Gabe, uh, from what's his name? Gabe Lewis. <laughs> <laughs> Gabriel Susan Lewis. Susan Lewis, that's it. Um, let's see here. Number 73, think before you speak. Pronounce not imperfectly, nor bring out your words too hastily, but orderly and distinctly. I need to practice that. I think before I speak. Um, I try to thoughtfully pause so that I don't put a whole bunch of filler in there. But sometimes, no matter how much I think, whatever I say doesn't sound right. I, I will say that. Number 74, when another person speaks, be attentive yourself and disturb not the audience. Uh, if any hesitates in his words, help him not, nor prompt him without desired, uh, without desired, interrupt him not, nor answer him till his speech is ended. So, don't be these, these people that you, you talk to that are always trying to finish your sentences. Mm-hmm. And also, don't people, don't be the person who, you ever talk to somebody and they're going, mm-hmm, 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 yeah. mm-hmm. I want to slap every backhand. Oh my god! The the, the interview, especially in the podcast world, like yeah, someone on an interview or on a phone, Mm -hmm. yeah. Uh huh. Mm -hmm. Right. Right. 
Right. Mm-hmm. Every once in a, <laughs> it's every, like that Wayne's World thing. Every yeah. once in a while, I will let my guest on the other side of the line hear me with an, an affirmation or something like that, whatever. But it is so yeah, not after everything, dude. It's, it's anxiety inducing because all of a sudden you want to like you want to get this out quick yeah. because you want them to shut the fuck up. <laughs> I can't stand it. People are terrible like that. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. Like, sure. They they don't know yep. how to actively listen. Shut your damn mouth. Uh, let's see. Uh, in the midst of discourse, ask not of what one treateth. But if you perceive any stop because of your coming, you may well entreat him gently to proceed. If a person of quality comes in while you are conversing, it is handsome to repeat what was said before. So that means <clears throat> that if somebody who is, uh, you know, of high stature or respectable comes on in late to a conversation, summarize mm-hmm. what you were doing. I yeah. do that. I do that often. That's uh, imagine like if you were just talking about that person, though. Oh, oh <laughs> you yes. actually tell them. Hello, gentlemen. So what have I missed? <laughs> well, we were just talking about how you are a, <laughs> an uncouth pig. <laughs> that you eat like a damned poltroon pig, bitch. <laughs> he starts going into everything. He's, he's speaking and the guy's going, mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. <laughs> Shut your damn, shut your mouth. Uncultured swine. <laughs> okay. Last time, treat, let's see, hold on, wait, 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 wait. Here it is. Last one for tonight. While you're talking, point not with your finger at him, of whom you, uh, you discourse not approach too near to him. This is Unless you're a Rothschilds talking to fucking King whatever his name is. You poke him in the chest with your finger. Yeah. Point not with your finger at him of whom you discourse, nor approach too near him yeah. to whom you talk. Yeah, don't especially to his face. Can you imagine if we spoke like this right now? This, this, is, this is very challenging to read this. Oh, yeah, he wouldn't know what the fuck we're talking about. Yeah, we, we, we would literally be grunting apes to him. Or anybody that... I mean, this is just... This is an extinct language. I mean, I know the words, but it's the it's the way that the words are coordinated. What would you say to him if you saw him to try and... He's I, like, what, what, the, what is this strange language you speak in? Stop. What, are you one of those natives? Uh, what would you say? Okay, I'm I'm George Washington, and I'm walking up to you, and I held out my hand to say hello. And what do you say first? Do you cur- do you are you going to bow curtsy? You could take the you knee. have to bow curtsy to him, and then does he know like what's going on with everything or no? I I will just let's just say that he he understands that he is in a unique situation. Well, I will remind him that. That he's a six-star general, and technically, he, the army is, he's, the top dog. Besides, you, you would probably have president, to, but he's a six-star general, so technically, he's. You would have to explain to him the star system. He, he, not. I don't need to explain to him. He's he always he's like, yo, you're George Washington. You're in charge of the country. There's this guy named Joe Biden. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Listen. Listen, <laughs> you're, you're George. Okay, if, as if you, he didn't know. 
You are George Washington. Like, he, like what? He just he had a co he's from a coma. You're trying to just tell this guy. <laughs> you might as well walk up to somebody down on Main Street and say, "Listen, you are George Washington. You are in control of the country." And there's this guy, Joe Biden, that you you've got you've got to help us. You can might as well go up to a random person. He doesn't even know he's George Washington. We're fucked. <laughs> if he doesn't know he's George Washington. Well, I mean, he won the revolution. Like, that's what I mean. You know, like, yeah, you're George Washington. You won the revolution. This is your country. Right. And there's this guy, Joe Biden. He doesn't know what the fuck is going on. And he's in this house that they built, you know, the White House, actually. He knew that it was... <laughs> Do you, wait, wait, wait a second. Do you know about the White House? Uh, I think he knew it was going to get built. Yeah, he, they laid the cornerstone. He laid the cornerstone. Adams was the first one to sleep there? Y yeah. Well, Jefferson didn't get to sleep. No, wait. <clears throat> who's the first? Hey, Siri, who was the first president to sleep in the White House? It, was either it wasn't George Washington. It got burned down when Adams... Adams. John Adams. On Saturday, November 1st, 1800, John Adams became the first John president Adams. to take residence in the building. The next day, he wrote his wife, Abigail... I pray heaven to bestow the best of blessings on this house, and all that shall hereafter inhabit it. May none but honest and wise men ever rule under this roof. Oh, yeah, that's uh. Think about that. He wrote that to his his wife. I pray to heaven to bestow the best yeah. of blessings on this house. It would burn down twelve years later. And then I, I would tell him, I would be like, all right, you need to know that, and I'll be like, yo, they're taking our guns. I'll just tell him that, like. All right. I, I used to fantasize about things like this. And again, uh, a couple of years ago, I realized the entire founding generation can come back and um, th they would be arrested by Capitol Police and, and thrown into jail. The founding fathers? Yeah. Like, I, I used to think, wow, can you imagine George Washington came back? Can you imagine the people that... I used to actually know. I think that millions would show up for him. Ah, if it was confirmed... fucking bow to him. If it was him. If it was actually him, we knew there was no there's no fakery here. He said, meet me in the rolling plains. <laughs> and uh, and they, they go... <laughs> they just go meet in a cornfield somewhere. <laughs> There'd be millions of people there setting up camp. Yeah. Hell yeah. Um... And they would have to uh, teach him how to fire a weapon all over again. He, he, he would, would He would naturally know. He would be like, um, what's his name in Dune? Uh, Paul in Dune. When he puts on the suit, he's like, oh, it just felt the right way to do it. Felt right. Well, I appreciate everybody calling in tonight and talking to us. Matt, thank you so much for being around. Um, I had a good time, and uh, we're going to be doing our weekend roundup right now on QuiteFrankly.tv. Me, I'm going to go home and irrigate my nasal passages. And uh, i gotta, I got to really take a look at my schedule for the rest of the weekend. It's going to be real busy. I don't know whether I'm going to have to move around. But um, thank you all so much. Whether you're watching on Rumble, on uh, Twitch, YouTube... Live, we added Twitter back into the mix tonight. There is Theta, there's Rockfin, Odyssey. I hope that it's been an enjoyable experience this week and that you had a little bit of time to chill with us tonight. A little off the beaten path, but I think we did a good time. And uh, on Monday, we start all over again. Matt, any wishes you want to bestow upon the audience? 
Have a great weekend. That's it. Have a great weekend to you too, Matt. Good night, everybody. We'll talk to you soon. I'll catch you on the flip side. Frankly, is filmed before a live studio audience, and now our super chatters, starting with 717 77, Kim Hansen, Dooku Dan, and our wonderful friends over there on Foxhole. Thank you for all the support, and please, ladies and gentlemen, if you enjoy the show Monday through Friday and sometimes Saturday, become a sponsor. Go to quitefrankly.tv and frequent the Sponsor Us page. See what works out for you. I would love to welcome you as a new boss man or boss lady of the show this weekend. Thank you so much, and I will see you Monday.